Hey friend, this is Sincha with SimpleSincha.com. I was Pride Hope Online. One word at a time. So I am out of town and I've been doing a lot of reading, a lot of resting, and just a lot of thinking about my goals for the next year. So I wanted to take you into this journey with me. So every time we say goal setting, unfortunately, because the industry is just saturated with so many teachers, so many leaders, so many people that want to teach goal setting, we are so conditioned to think about goals a certain way. It might be a negative as in, well, I didn't accomplish what I wanted to accomplish this year. Therefore, I'm not even going to try. Or you might be super excited about setting new goals for yourself for the next year. You might be looking forward to it. Or you might be just like nonchalant about the whole thing because again, some frustration, some bad experience. So I wanted to tell you about um, just a different way of thinking about ghosts. And this ideas mostly came from a book I'm reading. The book, I actually got it from the public library. It is called High Performance Habits, How Extraordinary People Become That Way by Brendan Burchard. Okay, I got this from the public library. This book has given me a lot of food for thought in so many areas when it comes to high performance habits and how I can actually reach my goals. Okay, so one of the ideas that he gave was that sometimes you just need to set new standards. So what are standards? A standards are the definition is like, is it an approved model or something used as a basis of comparison? For example, when you go to school, the standardized way of learning is different than when you go to college. So it is tough to go to college with the same standards you had for yourself as a kindergartner. So each year the standards get, I would say, higher. The expectations are greater because you are growing. Okay. So if you stick with the same kindergarten model, which some days I wish I did because nap time was fun. Okay. But <laughs> there was no nap time in graduate school. I tell you what, it was fast. It was furious. Even, um, I had to go through some adaptation, but once I did, once I got used to that new standard of learning, I was able to earn my higher education degree. Okay. So if you're trying to reach a goal and you got frustrated, or if you are at the end of this year and you're like, oh my goodness, what am I going to do for next year? You know, this one goal that I set didn't go anywhere. Sometimes setting new standards might be a good idea. Okay. So as you set this new standard, for example, um, let's say in your spiritual discipline walk, and I'm going to use myself as an example, um, let's say you didn't fast as much as you wanted to this year. You did some, but it wasn't as uh, efficient as you would like it to be, okay? So you might need a new standard. Like my old standard was every Wednesday with the church, okay? So I changed churches. That habit kind of went down the drain. Did I fast since I changed churches? I did, but it wasn't as frequent. So I need a new standard because I'm in a new place of life. So you can, you can kind of see where I'm going with that, okay? So as we speak about setting new standards for your goal, one thing that Brendan Burchard, which 
wrote this book, High Performance Habits Says, is that you need to self-monitor more frequently and you have to take a hard, unflinching look at your own performance, okay, when you set these new standards. He says that that's what high performance, people that are uh, perform really high do. They self-monitor frequently and they just take a hard look at their performance without any emotional attachment, okay? So let's uh, think through these ideas uh, strategically here. So the number one thing that we need to do is to go ahead and tie our identity to doing a good job. So let go of those frustrations, let go of just those negative feelings that come when we arrive at the end of the year. And I don't know about you, but I can look at my goals and guys, I made a visual of my goals and they are like my screensaver on my personal uh, laptop. So I see them all the time and I read them and I do go back from time to time because I write about goal setting so much and I blog about it and I podcast about that like those goals are always before me. Life happened, we changed towns and we didn't know we were moving, you know, when I set those goals. So like stuff has definitely happened and I often feel frustrated at the end of the year when I look at my goals, like most uh, times they're not. So my first step, and I'm right there with you, is to go ahead, let go of those, you know, those frustrations, negativity, shame, whatever. And we're going to tie our identity to like, we're people that do good jobs. Like that's, we do a good job. We are high achievers. We are people that follow through with things. Okay. So that's what we're going to do. No matter what it takes. Like for some of us, it might be as easy as replacing the negative thought with a positive thought. Okay. That's where I am right now. Some of us, not so much. That's not how I started. Um, it took inner healing for me. It took remembering what my father and my mother taught me as a child. It's taken some years just, just diving deep into some literature and just discovering other models of thinking and feeling. Okay? So whatever it takes, just take that first step to tie your identity to you are a person that does a good job. Okay? So that's number one. All of these are going to be on the blog, um, my blog, simplesinture.com, under the show notes. So if you can't take notes right now, um, just know you can go back to that. Number two, we're going to set challenging goals, okay? You don't have to do them right now, but just start thinking about them, okay? It is, at the, at the time of this recording, it is November 21st. So I have around a month to set my goals. I just always tell myself, before December 31st, just get it done. Okay. So we're going to set challenging goals. Okay. What is a challenging goal? It's a goal that I'm going to have to put some work behind it. Okay. Uh, challenging goals are not impossible goals. Okay. So let's think about my fitness goals. An impossible goal for me is, and I hope I'm not limiting myself, but for me, an impossible goal would be for me to go to the CrossFit Games as a professional athlete. Um, so in order to be a professional athlete, you can't be a master's athlete, which is what I am, okay? So it's just like, I don't have the age range to make it to the games and to be a person that everybody watches. Also, in order to go to games in 2023, I have to have to hit certain 
skill sets that I don't have. For example, I don't know how to do a muscle up and I'm not interested in, in learning it. Like to be very honest with you, because I just learn how to do pull-ups. Like I have two and a half. So when you go to the games in 2023, you need to be able to do pull-ups with your eyes closed in several of them. Like I have two and a half, right? They might require 56. You see what I mean? So to me, that's an impossible goal. A challenging goal for me would be to do eight strict pull-ups. And that's, um, that's something challenging. And not only to do that, but also to master double unders. I don't have double unders. I have like one, but I don't have like a hundred in a row. I don't have 30 in a row. So that's a challenging goal. So you see the difference between setting a challenging goal, which is what I'm asking of myself first and of you, and setting impossible goals, okay? So just make sure that it's challenging. Whatever area of life you choose. In your professional life, it might be a, a promotion. It might be a raise. It might be just make sure that it's challenging, okay? In your personal life, a challenging goal might be to mend a relationship that you feel like it could be mended. It might be challenging to, uh, you know, sit down with that person and have the difficult conversation. But it is doable. It's challenging, but it's doable. So just look at every area of your life. Your faith, life, your fitness, nutrition, professional relational okay and let's set some challenging goals okay um so the author says people who set difficult and specific goals outperform people who set vague and non-challenging goals so this is there's research behind this so when i read this phrase and i'll read it to you again it says people who set difficult and specific goals outperform people who set vague and non-challenging goals this gave me so much hope because I am a person who sets difficult and specific goals. And I didn't know about the stats, but I would read my goals, which are challenging every year. And some years I would laugh. I was just like, what was I thinking? You know, but then at the end of the year, when I look back at everything that was accomplished, I mean, it was some seriously good things. Like I don't think there's a year where I reached all of my goals, like I learned how to pace myself, but the challenging goals, either I made some progress or I got there. So I'm saying all of that to say, don't set vague goals, such as I just want to be motivated to work out. That's very vague. There's nothing specific about that. A specific challenging goal might be, I want to go for 30 minute walks three times a week. If you're sitting on the couch like I was almost 20 years ago, like I started sitting on a couch, um, I think that walking three days a week for 30 minutes is a challenging goal, okay? It was for me when I started. So uh, impossible goal, going back to that idea between a challenging and impossible, would be my example. Like you go from couch to going to the CrossFit Games in one year, you know, next winter like or july whenever i don't even know when they have it july you're there like doing all the muscle ups and doing the double unders and doing the crazy new stuff that they come up every year so that would be impossible so just think like what will be a challenging goal that it is specific and it might be difficult but it will really give me some motivation it will put some fire 
under my desire to become the person you become when I set this goal. Okay, so let's set challenging goals. That's the second step. The third step is to see yourself as a person who loves challenges and goes for the big dreams. So I find it so interesting that the author put like mindset, I call this like a mindset step in there twice. Cause, uh, let me repeat the steps and, um, we'll talk about this one. So the first one is to go ahead and tie your identity to doing a good job. The second one is to set challenging goals. And the third one is to see yourself as a person who loves challenge and goes for the big dreams. I am a believer that you can't be what you can't see. Okay. So to see yourself as a person who loves challenge and goes for the big dreams is something really personal. So from my experience, I told you how I started with high blood pressure, sitting in my couch, wishing that I loved exercising because like I didn't, like I didn't like exercising. I like look good, looking good without doing any effort, like putting in no effort behind it. You know, that's what I like. I like eating Arby's was my thing at the time. Like those curly fries, like my husband and I would just live it up. Like most dinners, like just like, oh, we're tired. We're not going to cook. I didn't know how to cook. Let's just go to Arby's, you know? So that's what I liked to do. So I didn't see myself as a person who loved the challenge of running a marathon. Like that was beyond anything I could imagine at the time. And that goes for the big dreams. So once I was challenged, like my health was challenged, like I had high blood pressure, I was feeling bad. And my doctor gave me uh, basically an ultimatum. She's just like, either you change your lifestyle or you're going to die young. And I was just like, tell me what I must do and I'll do it. You know, so she basically told me, and I think it sounded kind of like a robotic answer, but I took that seriously. She just basically said, I want to put you on meds, but like you change your lifestyle. Like you eat right, you exercise. Um, we lived in a rural community at the time. So she's just like, there's a farmer down the street from where we are who sells greens, go eat some greens. And I was just like, all right, you know? <laughs> so I took that small step, just started really small. And I did what she told me, started drinking water, started eating more greens, doing research on why, you know, certain foods were good, such as why is oatmeal so good for me? Why is kale so good for me? Because I felt like my intellect needed to be convinced, not just my emotions that, you know, I needed to change. So that was a way that I started seeing myself. And then I grabbed a hold of, um, some Joyce Meyers books, which I know not all of my friends are a fan, but you know what? Um, I started seeing myself as somebody who enjoyed exercising. So I started by getting some old notebook that I had and I wrote down, I remember like clearly as if it was today, I wrote down one day I'm going to enjoy exercising. One day I'm going to exercise and I'm going to enjoy it. And then I kind of kept going, you know, and then I wrote that same thing in my mirror because I, I think I have a note picture of myself coming back from a walk and then that's in that mirror. So I would look at that every day. Um, I also have to remind you that just writing down things and not doing the follow up work of getting whatever tennis shoe you have, whatever t-shirt and pants you have and going out there, like those things need to go together. Okay. Definitely see yourself as a person who loves to challenge and go for the big dreams, but you have to take the small steps that will get you there. Okay. My first marathon, 
I didn't start by being in a super runner. Like I started really sitting on that couch, just deciding that I wasn't going to feel sorry for myself, but I was going to do the work so that I could save my life, like in my well-being, you know what I mean? And by God's grace, like here we are, you know, still doing the same things that we were doing in the beginning, taking small steps, drinking the water. Like I'm looking at two bottles of water to my left right now. And um, just doing at least three days of activity, whatever I'm into at the time. Right now it's CrossFit. You should be walking. And then I graduated to running. And then, you know, I'm doing the whole CrossFit thing right now. So uh, you see how you have to do what works for you. Like, so let's make this about you because it's not about me at all. You know, I'm along in the journey with you, but this is about you. How will you see yourself as a person who loves challenge and goes for the big dreams? How will you convince yourself? What is it going to take? Okay. So you need to find what works for you. For me, I had to convince my intellect and I had to get my very soul to just be introduced to the idea that like, we're not staying the same. We're changing, right? It's not going to be overnight. We're going to take some small steps, but we're changing. Okay. So I started educating my mind and then I started listening to podcasts about what does it take to run a marathon? Like I watch all the documentaries and then, you know, almost 20 years later, I have seven medals to prove that I'm that person. Okay. So, uh, just see yourself as a person who loves the challenge and goes for the big dreams. And also remember that you have to figure out how you're going to make that work for you. Last but not least, have the guts to expect something great for yourself. Um, I thought it was interesting that he would write that because I believe that, you know, okay, let's make this about you as well. How many times? Like, were you afraid of greatness? Just think about the last time that you were afraid of greatness. I've been there, okay? And I'm in some areas of my life, I'm trying to walk out of that. It's just like, why am I so afraid of greatness? Why am I not expecting something good for myself, you know? And sometimes we're even in denial that we don't have the guts to expect something great for ourselves because our lifestyle is not matching the greatness that we expect to see. You know what I mean? Uh, for example, my lifestyle was sedentary. We did work hard. My husband and I, we always did. Uh, but we were sedentary, like outside of actually going to work, you know? Um, so whatever it takes, have the good to expect something great for yourself. Okay. So I believe in making this completely doable and completely applicable. Okay. So how are we going to do that? Um, here's how we're going to land this plan. Number one, we're going to have this new standards for your goals. So don't forget about the goals for this year. I don't believe in forgetting about what you wanted to do. Okay. Just find new standards. So, uh, going back to my example of fasting. So if fasting stopped working on Wednesdays, how about Sunday? Like how about Saturday? Let's figure out what the new standard is. Number two, let's figure out what is going to be the new standards of following up. Remember the guy said, the author said, people who set difficult and specific goals 
outperform people who set vague and non-challenging goals, okay? And also these same people, they are not afraid of following up. How will you, will you follow up on these new standards for your goals? Um, for me, journaling is a way to follow up. Making sure that I keep those goals in front of me are a way to follow up. Okay, so find something that works for you. Um, when it comes to my weight loss, the way for me to follow up is to go in person to another town to get weighed in by a stranger who's loving and who is for me. And I follow up with all the effort that I put in the week before, okay? A way for me to follow up with spiritual discipline is for me to show up to get dressed, no matter how tired I am, no matter what's going on in my world. I get up, I get dressed, I make sure that the kids are up, everybody's fed, and I go to church, like I go to Sunday school. And my Sunday school teacher, who is now a good friend, asks me, like, how did you do this previous week? How was your week? Like, did you do the homework? You know, that's that's the way for me to follow up my spiritual discipline, you know? Uh, same thing with the message that I hear every Sunday with my pastor. Like, I feel like showing up every Sunday is a way for me to follow up on the notes that I take every Sunday, okay? And then, of course, living. Um, I also wanted to challenge you and I to have new standards of company. I'm not saying throw all your friends away, okay? Because I'm sure that you have some, I'm trusting God that you have some good ones. But the same people that are with you right now might not be the people that are going to help you accomplish your challenging, amazing goal, okay? What do I mean by that? I grab, I'm, I'm just gonna put that out there because if I go back to distance running, it's because something else happened, but I decided that when I changed hometowns, I was going to give myself fully to CrossFit. I was dabbling in distance running and CrossFit at the same time. And I got better with the running, but then once I started with CrossFit, it's just like, I was making improvements with CrossFit, but I wasn't amazing at neither one of those. Okay. So let's say that I want to get better at CrossFit, but I will not stop hanging out with my running friends. My running friends are lovely, lovely, amazing. They're super knowledgeable in distance running. Like they, I know people that are walking encyclopedias when it comes to distance running. Whatever problem I have, whether it's the mindset of running, whether it's the mechanics of running, I know people that can tell me that. You know what they cannot do? A lot of them is teach me how to do a muscle up, is teach me how to do a handstand walk is teach me how do I hold my bar when I'm snatching um, and how that differs when I'm deadlifting, like at 85% or more. You see you see this stuff there. So I had to change my, my company, my standard of company. I would still always love, hang out with, cheer for, be friends with my runner friends, but I want to be better at CrossFit. So you know what I did? I created a new standard of company. So now, most days of the week, I hang out with coaches and with colleagues who are doing CrossFit. A lot of those people are better than I am. So they watch me, for example, a small example. I was asked to do an exercise just like with everybody else. The workout of the day required me to carry um, a heavy dumbbell and to go up and down, step up and down, 
um, a 20 inch box repeatedly. So my friend Tim saw that I was struggling, going up and down. He was injured at the time. He's recovered, praise Jesus. So he looked at me, he was just like, Sincha, put the dumbbell, try to put the dumbbell on your shoulder and see how you feel. Oh my goodness. Thank God for Tim, because I was just like, I had no idea. Because he was just like, if you keep carrying like you do, your grip is going to get tired. So this whole thing is going to be more difficult. If you gently lay it on your shoulder, you're going to go back. You're going to be able to step on that box up and down with no problem. So Tim taught me something that he knew, that it worked for him. He was very gentle in his uh, suggestion. And I am here to tell you, like, my friends are experts in telling you how do you make through the wall, which, you know, it came nine times out of 10 when I was running a marathon. They taught me what to do when one of my muscles like gave up and we have this whole marathon in front of us. Like, what do you do? You know what I mean? So I had to change my standard of company. So think about your company right now. I'm not saying throw them away because I don't believe in doing that uh, unless the people around you are super duper toxic and like they've expired two years ago and you're still keeping them for some reason. That's a message for somebody. But um, <laughs> but what is the standard of company that is going to get you to your goal? Okay. Any excuse you can give me right now, I have a solution for you. And I'm also here to tell you with a lot of mercy and empathy that when you decide this is where I want to go, those people who are going to help you will show up. I had no clue that God had my CrossFit family prepared for me in this new hometown. There were so many options. It was overwhelming, but I told myself, I'm going to give myself to CrossFit because I want to get better. And God blessed me with the best people in the universe to help me. Like they showed up, but it all started when I said, I'm going to change my standard of company because I'm changing the standard of the goal that I have for myself. Okay. I guess it's, um, it's been said like when the student is ready, the teacher appears is one of those moments. Okay. So let's review that. Uh, you need a new standard of goals. You need a new standard of following up and you need a new standard of company. Okay. Um, let me also give you some encouragement with, uh, not looking back. When we look back, I have a post about that at simplesync.com. Hopefully I remember to put this on the show notes. It feels like you're driving <laughs> at 285 in Atlanta, but you're looking at your rear view mirror the whole time. I mean, you're asking for a crash, right? So don't look back. Okay. That rear view mirror is just for safety, for reference, but you have to look in front of you when you are setting those new standards for yourself. Okay. And then the, remember also to not to rely on who's beside you right now, because they might not be the same people that will take you to your promised land. Uh, they might cheer you on. They might empathize with you, but don't get too attached to the people that are next to you because they might not be the people that are going to coach you and encourage you to get to your goal. Okay. Um, also last but not least, remember you cannot be what you can't see. So have a vision for yourself of this new standard. This is your friend Sincho with simplesincho.com. I will spread hope online one word at a time. Bye.